This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report on the hogs. Packers continued to fight absenteeism and got back as many workers as they could with honey. Tyson was reportedly going back to using vinegar again. USDA has essentially been operating interference, more concerned the plants are running than over how workers are treated to arrive at that result. Workers like to pay but are still not happy about safety. Positive COVID-19 cases continue to dog plants. Some plants would not disclose what their absenteeism is. Packers say things like workers are team members and they are concerned over their safety. I do not know who they think they are fooling. If they were essential, one might think that was worth a path to citizenship. They got the national average cash hog price under $30, $29.87. They call their contract producers partners too. Yeah, no one would treat a valued partner like they do. If they were partners, they would give them all meat contracts instead of hog contracts if they could all be part of the pork supply chain instead of an aristocracy where hog producers bleed until they're dry. The integrated packer margin fell to just $6 a head, but they did not own all of their hogs. They're still making $68 a head on the ones that they do not own. The pork trade imploded again. Hams are worth just 37 cents. Do you think that they can start with 37 cent ham, cure them, slice them, and make any money from 4.99 a pound ham? On cattle, a feedlot told me that their beef bid fell $17 last week to the very low end of what was reported. A few cattle traded Monday at lower prices. There are plenty of cattle and packers can arbitrarily pay whatever they like. The packer had the gall to call him a valued partner. Packers do not have any partners. They use their workers, they use feedlots, and they use consumers, where they go for friends. They do not think that they have any risk from the Department of Justice price-fixing investigations. They have seen them before, and they go away. Heck, Sonny Purdue is one of them. Corn Belt feedlots are not happy over the disparity in bids that they believe exist between big feedlots in the South and themselves. They want the alternative marketing arrangements with big Southern Plains packers and feedlots investigated and made transparent. They believe that if all was equal, that they are the more competitive producer. And the way that Southern feedlots make it work is they are the packer favorites. The MAs are means by which feedlots help packers capture the industry. Ranchers have backed the big feedlots and packers, which makes no sense. Packers just proved that they take both feedlots and consumers. Feedlots then have to pass their losses on to ranchers, and who are they going to pass their losses on to? It was baloney about packers sharing quality premiums. That didn't survive COVID. How much did packers share with feedlots, and they're making $1,800 a head? On the grains, I said that I really do not think much of USDA crop condition ratings, which fell an unexpected 4% in good to excellent at 71% before it rains this weekend. The weather forecast is good if realized. The heat will now make those rains and where they fall more important. Two more days of warm temps and then temperatures ease. As long as we get the rain, the root development will be good. The deterioration was in the hot plains. Nebraska was 71% off 12%. Kansas 54% off 6 And Colorado was 26% good to excellent off 26%. Do you remember last year when the good and excellent condition ratings in Colorado were fluctuating over 20% back and forth from week to week? 
It appears that USD hired the same guys back for this year. They drop ratings 26% in Colorado. They should turn the center pivots on. That would help. If they did not have a center pivot, why would they try to grow corn in Colorado? Maybe they will be up 26% next week. Iowa and Minnesota were 83% and 84% good to excellent, respectively. Oh yeah, 95% of corn is planted, 98% in South Dakota. 93% of soybeans are planted. They did not plant so many soybeans where it was hot, so good to excellent condition ratings were unchanged at 82%. Pasture and range grazing conditions deteriorated 3% to 45% good to excellent. The drought monitor is getting redder in the southwest plains in western U.S. That could tax ranchers' ability to hold feeders that we do not want placed on feed. Forcing placements on feed from drought would fill the hole in marketings needed to absorb backed-up supply. The Washington model now projects over 201,000 deaths from COVID-19 by early October. The model started over 200,000 and then reduced it as states locked down. But they're now increasing the projected death toll again as public adherence to CDC guidelines has deteriorated. You're listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.